fuck is wrong with you? Um, so... Our sponsor this week is Nancy Reagan, Guzzling Cum. Here we go. <laughs> oh my god, you landed that plane. I'm impressed. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. So, uh, hey AJ. Yes. You know, you know, um, you know what Christmas brings out? The best in me, the cranks. Emotions. Oh. Um, Chris Anthony let me know this in the uh, opening of this next episode we're, that we're going to talk about. More Monty's like Christmas, Christmas, Anthony. That's I mean, actually I mean, point. this really does go against uh, Wit's main maxim that it's not the arguing season, it is the holiday <laughs> season. <laughs> That is that is a mantra I've heard. This is the start of the holiday season, not the arguing season. <laughs> there he is. This is again called Monty's Christmas. Yeah. It, the arguing season is already in full this force. Is, yeah. This is full swing. This is the sort of nonsense esque sequel to the full Monty. David Yazbek fell on some hard times, and now he's just doing a holiday for <laughs> each full Monty. Oh boy, yeah, I guess. I mean, Band's <laughs> visit did pretty well, so I think he's fine. Uh, no, he's struggling. Um, a lot of gambling debts. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Eric Bogosian keeps running after him with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Wit with those tangled lights, am I right? Oh, am I right? Oh, you, you try and wrap them up. But you know what's really interesting is that it's fun seeing Wit nervous. Yeah. Or like Wit uncomfortable. It's a, it's an entirely like... Seeing him as an actual human being. Yes. It's yeah. amazing. And he, he's used so sparingly in this episode too. Like we barely yeah. see Wit. And... Which is a, which is a, I think a strong choice and a good one. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think y- y'all talk about this. Cause once. there's nothing he can do, you know, his position. Right. Yeah. Like he doesn't have a good relationship with his daughter. They're trying. And we very clearly see this at the top of the episode yeah. too, with what's going on. Cause Wit is trying to untangle these Christmas lights, uh, and doing a poor job of it. Fucking it up per he, usual. He fucks it up. He tries to pull yeah. out the twinkling lights and, uh, they he don't, a, he gets zapped. He gets zapped. He sees God. God is yeah. a giant otter with three heads <laughs> and he realizes everything he thought was wrong, which is why he's silent for most of the rest of the episode. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Monty, who again, will remember from, from before is uh wit's grandson and uh, monty is the one he hit right yeah, yes. yeah, yeah 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 he's the one he set right yeah. so there's a lot of things like in this episode that talk about like monty's tr- emotional trauma mm. and what's yes. like what does he uh, have to let, be traumatized let me, right let me grab that clip specifically yeah. because here we have his sister also named jenny after her grandmother i don't know what's gotten into monty lately he's been in the strangest mood ever since we got here Adolescent trauma, I presume. Why do you say that? Well, I don't know. I read about it in one of Grandpa's books. Dad. I think I'm going to have to be more careful with the books I let you read, Jenny. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like she's doing some astute reading. I mean, she's going to use that to bully him, and she kind of does. Right, but, yeah, she's right. she's kind of an asshole, which I yeah, love. She, she, yeah, she's a weird kid. She's an overachiever. Monty, of course, is not good at really anything. Although but I, this feels like a real person. Yes, God, mm-hmm. does it ever. It, it, in a way that so many kids on this show are just one note, yes. like yeah. talking like they're 45-year-old No, men, where, whereas you know? the character of Jenny, we set this up as being like, that fucking kid who like makes a show of being precocious, yeah. which is an entire kind of kid. And yeah. to be perfectly honest, 
I kind of was that kid. So like I completely, I, oh, this is, this is 90% of the adventures in the Odyssey audience. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like all these kids are like, this. but I, I very specifically like have memories of, um, times where, you know, when you, when you, when you grow up as a kid and you are the kind of person who is, who has more of an inclination toward like, you know, performance. Right. One of the things that you're always doing is you are evaluating your audience. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you are the kind of kid who has a pretty good vocabulary and the ability to sort of read adults and uh, sort of delight them by being fucking young Sheldon. I fucking love delighting adults. Uh, d- don't we yeah. all? I mean, it's so true, though. Like, I mean, it's just it's a funny phrase, but like, yeah, yeah, you hit it. You hit it so hard. Yeah, I, I hit it extremely hard because that was what I had at that time. Yeah. I was the kind of kid who um, was honestly, I don't know. I, I can't I can't I only re- remember the memories of myself. But looking back at like some of the videos and stuff of me as a kid, um, there's like this recording of me playing with a little Lego thing that I had built and, yeah. and, and, and saying to the camera, like talking about this fucking submarine thing that I'd built and explaining all the different parts. And I turned the camera and I go, so, so what are these lights for? You might ask. Like I was that kid. <laughs> there, I, I feel like that was in one of the original drafts of the influencer script too. It's, <laughs> so what do these influencers do? You may ask. Yeah. Well, um, but I, you know, I, I feel like I, I was very similar in that way. I feel like I was a little bit more Monty though, because Monty mm. takes the tactic of just like when he gets to when he doesn't know what to do with his emotions, he breaks shit. And he's not, he's not breaking shit on purpose either. It's right, like, right. it's also one of the, well, I mean, maybe he could be, who knows, but like, it, it is also like, he just keeps fucking everything up. And yeah. this is something that he, he wrestles with in all of these episodes that happen this winter season that they decided to write a bunch of Monty episodes, uh, Monty, Jenny, Jana episodes. he, is struggling and every time something goes wrong his mom immediately yes just jumps on him and and this is this is the thing too that i was honestly put a bit genuinely on edge by this scene in a way that was very very effective yeah um for a number of reasons first of all it's clear that um janna still carries of course the trauma of her own childhood with her we learned that as a child she was nicknamed bump because she was always bumping into shit also which is such a cruel nickname it it is and and after monty knocks over and breaks the little glass angel wit really passive aggressively is like well i'm surprised you didn't knock it over before bump and it's like jesus dude yeah it's like I, it's, I mean, part of it is like he he is trying to be like, you really shouldn't be this fucking mad at your kid right now. Like right. Kids, kids break stuff. That is right. That's just that comes with the territory. But there's also right. just enough of the turn of the yeah. knife that we are yeah. again reminded of. This is not a good relationship here. Yeah. This is a yeah. fractured relationship that was fractured all the way back when when Jerry died in Vietnam and Wit sort of like closed himself off emotionally. And even, you know, probably before Jerry died in Vietnam. Yes. Too, yeah, and I think right? they talk about that too. It's like He's even before so Jerry died, they were distanced. Yeah. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Though. Right. And that at that point it was like they never had a good conversation again. Right. Yeah. So and so that, that and that's that undergirds this whole thing. They're trying to like force a good Christmas right. because they are not they are not a happy family. Right. They're trying to be the Barclays. Right. And uh, and they really struggle with it every step of the way. And so they're trying intentionally to do it, which is by itself just very high tension. And then something goes wrong and it, it goes wrong in the form of Monty fucking up and breaking. And something. this is always what 
high tension environments are really like yeah. when when everybody is essentially performing something, which in this case, it's a performance of sort of domestic bliss. Right. The idea right. of what like a good Christmas ought to be like one little thing going wrong it's not about what the thing actually is, what it means, what the actual yeah. real life consequences are. Instead, it's about what subsequent things it can set off. Once yeah. the tension is broken, right. once it's now possible to bring out the, you know, <laughs> put up your dukes, basically. And, and you can't break that tension because if you do immediately, everything is going to fall apart. And, it's a house of cards. So you know? what we see with this is. Monty is waiting to see if, if his dad's going to call. Right. Um, yeah. Jenny doesn't really have any kind of connection like that with her, with her dad, which I think is a really interesting thing. I think she's a little too in. young. Yeah. And, he, he had already yeah. left. She, she doesn't like him. She doesn't care right. if he wants to talk to her or not. And he doesn't anyway. So it works out for her. Right. But Monty wants to talk to his dad. Right. And, uh, you know, his grandpa can't fill that role because his grandpa's going to fucking hit him. Right. <laughs> Right. And then what says like, it's not like you to be such a loner. And I'm yeah. like, fuck you, man. You made me a loner. Yeah. Yeah. And so like Monty is waiting for that. And then his dad calls, but it's really just like a shitty conversation. Yep. And, and this is he doesn't really want to talk to his kids. And Jana's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why can't you just do like right. the bare minimum? And this is the rare, like good one sided phone call. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, it's it, this is this is this is how you actually do a one sided phone call. Right. Rather than the police, that's who you are. <laughs> yeah. You know, pure exposition. The ex-husband, that's who you are. <laughs> My yeah. ex-husband. Th what this is doing instead is it's actually heightening the stakes dramatically beyond what you would experience if you were hearing both sides of the conversation yeah. because your brain is kind of filling in the blanks of what's yeah. going on here. One of yeah. the parts that I found most, I guess, heartbreaking about this was like right after Jana hangs up on Monty's dad, Monty's like, but I really wanted to talk to him. I don't care, Phil. You do what you want. I am through fighting about it. Oh, that man. Mom. What? I wanted to talk to him. Oh, no, you didn't. He wasn't fit for conversation. Where's Jenny? But I did. You never let me talk to him. Monty, you, he never calls you. you. He never writes to you. And he, he won't even get your Christmas gifts here on time. Why do you want to talk to him? Because he's my dad. Oh, yes, I'm dad. Take your boots off. You're getting snow all over the floor. Why do you always have to say that, huh? Why do you have to always cut him down? I just say it like it is. If that's cutting him down, then that's what he deserves. But he's still my dad, you know, even if he isn't your husband anymore. I hate it when you talk bad about it. You just remember something, Monty. I'm not the one who walked out. He did. And while he's off playing it free and easy, I'm the one who stayed to raise you kids, to feed you, to clean up after you. And if you don't like it, then maybe you should have gone to live with him. Well, maybe if you gave me the choice, I would have. Oof. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, I mean, look, it's like it's it's just. I I just <laughs> I I do I have to say I do feel a little bit for Phil in this circumstance because if I were stuck in a time loop in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, mm. then I too wouldn't be able to get my gifts there. On yeah, time. but I'd be a yeah, but then you'd be a groundhog. I mean, who's getting married to a fucking groundhog? Me. Mm. Yeah. No, Phil Connors. Yeah. Josh, Phil Connors. He was in Genesis. Punks. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'd like that we went in three different directions with that joke. <laughs> and we all ended up in the same place, which is disappointing. <laughs> so, um, 
No, uh, I. I yeah, mean, is it, it's Tim Minchin really didn't deliver, but um, I think I think I think at the fuck you that music is fucking great. <laughs> fuck you, I love that show. No, but there is uh, there is something that's like I. It's so rare that Odyssey Odyssey has such a tendency um, in dialogue construction to have things not escalate on each other yes. or have people not really yeah. listening to yes. each other. And it's amazing that the flow the dialogue has in this scene and how believable these people sound. Yes. In a way that and they both just so go all the way the time. in yes. on it too. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that the only, the only thing that maybe feels a little less than fully real is at the very end, which to me was more uh, a function of like, we have to get this in here within a certain amount of time in right. real life. A right. conversation like that would continue to spiral for a little while before it hit a point like that. Also the MIDI backing it up. That makes it a little yeah. more like chintzy, yeah. but like, you know, for the most part, it's, it's like that moment in trains, planes and automobiles when John Candy is doing his monologue, you know, the, I, I like me monologue. Mm. And then like, you get the little synth music right. going underneath. And you're like, God damn it, John Hughes. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think right. And also right before this scene, um, I don't, we haven't talked about it, uh, yet, but, uh, they do bring up the fact that there is a non-binary snow friend. Yeah. That was so uh, funny. That is outside that of the lawn. So funny. But it's also in a way that's not like a non-binary erasure like it's no. actually like fully embracing and yeah, i was just yeah, like yeah. holy shit okay jenny, jenny is moving beyond gender it's so funny that's why it's they can't really bring her cool back. like i was i was genuinely really shocked I agree. And, and and delighted by the, the, this this ha- yeah that happens a couple scenes after this but um i liked that i liked the way that if paul mccusker heard what you were saying about this scene he would, <laughs> he, would it, he would immediately go back and rewrite it. Yeah. it was it wasn't it wasn't a funny scene because again they have a really hard time writing comedy yes. no. but it was but I think but it was supposed yeah, to be I mean, funny yeah, because here, it was a, here in the dramatic sections, you can really see Paul McCusker is coming into his own yes. as a writer. He really understand. He's starting to understand like what you should be doing as a writer. You can't just do the like, let's model a family where no one has any bad attitudes right. like down Gilead Lane. Right. You know, <laughs> all those bad attitudes bad from that Michigan attitude. show. Uh, like we, you know, people have Drag to struggle. Josh's these are past. characters we designed. These are, these are characters that were designed at the very beginning. These are, you know, Jana and Monty show up in family portraits before sure. Odyssey happens. Right. And they have designed them to be a struggle and people yep. who, who say the wrong things to each other and say it on purpose. I yes. mean, Jana's conversation, she doesn't mean this when she says it, but she's like, you know, oh yeah, that guy that you think is so great, he doesn't think you're great. Yeah, God. You yeah, know? like Which that's that's of course awful. what Monty hears. That's not what she means. Right, right, right. You know, she's not an abusive mother. No, but but I, it it is like she is taking her perception of him, and and also the in in that call right after the call, the thing that she says where she's like he was in no state to speak or something like that. It's yeah. like now this is a line that wouldn't necessarily get through to kids, which is the fit point for conversation, not fit for conversation. I, mm. I mean, he was probably drunk, right? Yeah. This is yeah. a, yeah. this is that fucking, uh, drunk blubbering. Oh, I forgot the presence in like, at, in that moment, if you're, if, if your, uh, ex has let you down yet again and let your fucking kids down again. Yeah. And all he has is excuses and like, Oh, I forgot. And he's drunk. Yeah, you're going to want to like the first thing you are going to want to do is fucking throttle him. You turn around, you see a little version of that guy. Yeah. That's like that. That's real fucking shit. Well, and it's complicated, too, in a way that a lot of these episodes are so like binary, like good and evil. Yeah. Thing that yeah. like to like live in this mess is really, really lovely and yeah. very refreshing. Um, And then, of course, 
we move uh, on from this into a conversation between uh, father and daughter. Yes. I believe um, where uh, she admits that she sees uh, her ex in her son uh, to wit, which right. is, I think, very, very interesting. Um, and a kind of emotional honesty that I was not prepared for mm-hmm. from, from this mm-hmm. episode, quite yeah. frankly. I didn't necessarily buy that she would be this open necessarily given how difficult their relationship is but on the other hand i can see how if she is already in an emotionally raw state which she would be that like having anything resembling a lifeline might feel necessary i I think that there is too much of the inclination to just wrap things up Mm -hmm. again it's not just to tell a story in 22 minutes but to like get it all to the point where everyone reconciles yeah when it didn't need to be that especially Uh, since we were going to have another episode with Monty oh, well. in this same se- season. Right. Um, and we just had one before. The, yeah. It feels like that's them starting to sort of stitch things up where someone is like, you know what? You're right. This is my motivation. This is the yeah. thing that I was thinking. Well, especially because this doesn't really happen unless you, you, unless you have some distance to be able to start piecing that together. Especially right? because this whole conversation ends with like wit being like, well, maybe I can talk to him. He will listen to me, a man. But then he doesn't. Yeah. He sure does not. Which I love. Monty yeah. goes to the mall. He fucks off right. to the mall. Once more. Wit tries, Wit tries to show him around Wit's end, yeah. but Monty's like, nope, I'm leaving. Um, and Connie notices, by the way, that Monty yeah. is super sullen, which is an important point. Yeah, this yeah. is an intentional thing that, that she ends up doing um, where they go to the mall, mm-hmm. or he goes to the mall, and he sees Connie there. Yeah. And Connie's just like, Hmm, I've got a problem. I'm trying to find a gift for my dad, but I don't know what to get him. Yeah. So because uh, he's not around. He's in, he's like, in California. California. Yeah. yeah. And Monty's like, my dad's in California. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, wait, what are you saying? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents are divorced. Blah, blah, blah. It's it's nice. I mean, like this. I mean, this again, is my it, favorite scene this, that I've heard in all of Odyssey. Oh, okay. Far away. I felt like it tightened up a little too much. Like I, th- I think it lands a little too at the, pat at by the, the end. end. Yeah, this, well, by the very end. But like this, the, the, the middle is great. Is, she yes. talks about the fountain and how the city of Odyssey decided was, to do a, a f- thing. That was so like, funny. We'll make the fountain run red and green, and then, then it, it just, just mixes and turns brown. <laughs> That's very funny. That's very funny, and it is exactly the kind of thing that the citizens of Odyssey would yes. do. <laughs> yeah, that, which is why it's so funny. But what an apt metaphor, also for like just people of Odyssey's like entire outlook on the world. Yeah. which is like let's yeah. just i'm we're going to show these beautiful like teachings of red and green and it just ends up like this brown mush uh but they end up going to dan flashes some incredibly complicated shirts i uh, loved by the way um can we can we just talk a second about the sound design in this scene yeah, yeah. it was wonderful oh yeah i mean this is something odyssey does well from the very beginning um you know where you are. You know where where the characters are in relation to the scene and in relation yes, to each other. But I could even and this hear, is one of those places where it really stands. Oh God, out. You yeah. feel that mall. You could yeah. hear. You could hear the fountain. You could hear them uh, walking through the mall. You could hear where they were in the mall change as they walked through yeah. it. You could hear them in the clothing store. You could hear. You could hear that guy in the distance who's just going. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason, you you can Jason. hear uh, you can hear the sound of you hear like the thud of the car hitting the kid. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can you can hear the sound of rifling through shirts, like the yeah. sound of clothes hangers yeah. going yeah. across the little pole and like taking one down and looking at it and putting back up again. You can Ugh. hear how loud the pink and green shirt is. Right. Like I, I got an, I, I like a visceral image of like a Rugrats shirt <laughs> uh, when she pulled it out. And, you know, you could hear the local clown blowing up balloons. You know, there's such a 90s palette too. Yeah. like it was cool, though, pink and green. Yeah, and so they have this conversation that is so lovely and so yeah. real. And oh like, god, yeah. And and Connie just basically says, "Sometimes your mom yells at you because she's really wanting to yell at your dad." Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is still just like a little too like women be crazy kind of. No, thing. But, I disagree. Yeah. I okay, disagree. Okay. I don't. Interesting. I, I didn't I get didn't that. Th- vibe. I, I didn't think about that either. I, I see it now that you say it, but it really did feel yeah. like, hey, your parents are people in a way that I mm. think is actually an incredibly difficult and complex lesson that I'm I was. Yeah. Very surprised ended up on this show. And, and it's like, hard. Yeah. It's hard to explain something like this to kids, too. Right. Because at the end of the day, this is a show for children and yeah. you don't want to present something that is going to like overwhelm a kid. Right. But what you do want to do is help them make sense of something that doesn't make sense, because at the end yeah. of the day, like I remember Sesame Street tried to do a divorce episode mm, and then they yeah. never aired it because they just, you know, because they, they always test all of their shows right, they yeah, have right. like a focus group of children who come in and watch it so they focus on the family is what they, you're saying? They, <laughs> they do they, they actually do yeah. um and they they never put it out because you know huh. they've done episodes about death and about hurricanes yeah. and things like that but like they yeah. just they they couldn't they couldn't get it to land in a way yeah. that wasn't well because this is such yeah. a this is such a like adult thing yeah but it's also not like in situations like this what is going on is adults are behaving largely irrationally yeah and it is hard to explain to a child that sometimes adults act irrationally without also making kids deeply deeply confused about like well does that mean that i can ever listen to them like do they still care about me are are, are adults like because a kid's logic and a kid's mind uh, especially an adolescent mind right, right. is already asking so many questions. Yeah. And, and, and it, you want to keep the adolescent mind open to questions like that. You want them to be able to continue exploring, mm-hmm. but you also don't want to overwhelm somebody to an extent that they fundamentally then take it back to, well, if my uh, parents like are so angry toward each other all the time. Does that mean that they hate me too? Like, do they resent me because they see me at, it's such a hard line to walk. Fine guys. I'm wrong. I'm a fucking asshole. (laughs) Apparently I just want adventures and odyssey. Every episode to just be other desert cities. And we can't have that. I don't even know other desert cities. I just assume it's about divorces and family (laughs) troubles. No, no, no. Other desert cities is about throwing your sister into off a boat and having her drown. No, um, should it be the lions? Uh, I mean, maybe God of uh, Carnage. Uh, other, I don't fucking. I don't know. see other, those plays. Other desert cities. I I don't even remember if that's the plot of it, but I do remember that the, like the pl- the twist happened at the end, and the characters on stage went, "Oh my god!" And my entire <laughs> audience I was sitting with was like, "Okay." <laughs> Like People it was just so coming to terms with things. And I do love that the scene is not like there's no apology. Yes. Yeah. There's no lesson. There's no gesture. Right. That's the other thing you do in a sitcom is, is like if you're not going to do just like an apology, someone has to make a gesture. They they bring something to somebody or or, or accomplish something that that appeases mm-hmm. that other person. 
Right. No, they just hear Monty is out front with Connie yeah. throwing snowballs. And then they're like, hey, let's go throw snowballs. And yeah, but Monty does buy a gift for his mom. Yeah. He, he does, does buy get, a gift for his mom. Uh, he does, does replace the The other thing that I thought was so sweet about that yeah. is that a lesser episode, uh, a lesser script and a lesser episode of Odyssey, that, which is most gift. of them, yeah. would have him being like, mom, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Here's a, and then it's like, oh, an angel for me. Whereas what it really was, was like, and then she gives him the NES putting challenge game. Right. And then, and then, and then he's like, <laughs> I recommend putter. You have <laughs> chosen driver. <laughs> you have selected power drive. <laughs> oh man. Cause apologizing is also like such a tense thing. Yes. It is so yeah. much of like, we have to have the perfect apology. We have to have someone accept it and all that. And it's like, Let's just throw some fucking snowballs. Yep. Yeah. You know, like, let's just be a fa- wit goes out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wit has fun. Yeah. Which Holy is shit. wild. Wit yeah. Having fun. It's so just weird. Are like, yeah. Let's enjoy the winter time. And he, I mean, he misgenders the snow friend, but you know, beyond that. <laughs> but of course he does. I'd say he's trying, but he's not. He's no, absolutely he's not. not. No. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. Like, yeah. It, when, when, when Monty gives his mom the present, you 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 hear her you know well up a little bit um yeah it's really emotional but there, actually but there isn't the moment again of like oh you got me a snow instead we you got me an angel yeah. instead what we hear is wit being like wait so what was that and and, and yeah. kind of it's like it was it was an angel and and like that it's like yeah. that's a much better way yeah, it's well, a it, much better way to do that. It's kind of the, the fun thing is that it hand waves it away, but then the yeah. audience puts more importance yes. on it because yeah. it has been hand waved yeah. by the characters because the characters don't want to feel it. So then the audience exactly. feels it for them. And that's just good writing. It's a yeah. good it's a good fucking magic. Way trick. to go, There's, Paul McCusker. Yeah. No, holy, no yeah. more notes. Yeah. No. <laughs> for now. AJ. Yeah. Question for you. Hi. This is the first episode of Adventures in Odyssey that you've listened to that you've liked. Yeah. All the way through. I so. Did. So question for you. Yeah. How, what's that all about? <laughs> I was I was kind of overwhelmed. On the note I wrote at the end was, "Oh God, do I love this episode? Fuck, God damn it!" Uh, and I don't know. I, I, we've talked a little bit about like the the realness of the episode after the like just absolute abuse, right? Which mm-hmm. was so very uh, like actually dealing with the messiness of it, which I think is Odyssey at its best so far. This was the first one that all the way through I was rooting for everyone to try and get better. Mm-hmm. Like I was actively rooting for this, like the, actually to have a happy holiday. Cause I think as opposed to just going off into a ditch and fucking dying. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like, I mean, I feel like I, this made me like actually feel for wit in a way because yeah. it showed him powerless, yeah. which is so important because he is such a like, you know, he's a god in this town. So, like, to see him actually struggle with something is really lovely and nice. And I think, I don't know, I think every family, every single family has had to deal with at least one holiday where some shit has gone down. Yes. And everyone is just trying not to say or feel the thing. Yes. That is in the room. And I think this episode does a really great job of encapsulating that. And also, genuinely, like, I think one of the reasons, you know, we talked about Sesame Street not being able to land the plane on the whole divorce thing. I'm not a child of divorce uh, myself, but... Um, yeah, none of us are, I was, right? uh, No, I don't think so. But I'm friends with a lot of people who, who are, who were growing up, and uh, I could never help them because I couldn't give them, like, light at the end of the tunnel. And it's so lovely that Connie, of all mm-hmm. people, is just like, hey, man, I've been there. Yes. 
it gets better. And that, you know? that, that, that's, that's, that was that scene. And I see why you loved why that was the scene that jumped out at, for you, because I yeah. agree. It was it was such a incredible showing of just profound empathy. Yeah. And, you know, something something that I think about a little bit is, you know, Adventures in Odyssey is, as we know, a Christian show. Uh, it is it is purportedly about <laughs> Christian values and, you know, uh, living up to the ideals, uh, of, uh, the big man, uh, Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. And to me personally, that moment right there, that conversation, mm. I think is what it means to be actually Christ-like. If we're yes. talking about the idea of, um, expressing all of these sort of uh, uh, virtues that are often considered signs of weakness yes. and holding them up instead as, 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 as valorous yes. and being willing to connect with people and make really put oneself at potential risk of harm yeah. for the sake of simply connecting with somebody else in a way that will make their life better. Even if it doesn't necessarily make your life better, or maybe may even make your own life worse. Yes. That to me is what, Connie did in that moment. And I found it also pretty fucking profound to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I just have to give you the last thing about Monty's Christmas. Oh, oh no. Is it Chris? So every, it's not, it's not, it's not Chris. It's just that every episode of adventures in Odyssey has a scripture attached to it, mm. right? Because it's focused on the family. It's not Catholic. There has to be something literally in the Bible. Yes that connects to the topic at hand. So the verse for Monty's Christmas, if you look it up on AIO wiki or the study materials or like the, the I'm doing album that, now. that it comes in, I'm Mal this. Malachi two sixteen. Oh, the Malachi, that old banger of a book. <laughs> Malachi two sixteen says, please, please say it's a passage about a snow friend. <laughs> I hate divorce says the Lord, the God of Israel. Because the man who divorces his wife covers his garment with violence. <laughs> what? First of all, that is a metal fucking line. <laughs> Holy is, shit. Yeah, covers his garment with violence uh, rules. Um, th that is not. That's not, that's that's not, not the not message. Episode. Not I, can you imagine if Chris had ended the episode reading that off? <laughs> like, holy In the fuck. same tone as, the Lord will extract vengeance on his enemies. See you next time. <laughs> Lock your doors. Here comes the Lord. <laughs> so many puzzle worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. Hey. Did you like that? Well, it was just a preview. In fact, we have four more episodes that we talked about here if you just go to our Patreon and subscribe. We have another Christmas episode. Very weird and Inspector Calls-esque Christmas episode. Two episodes about Elijah and an episode where we meet the terror of the tiny town of Odyssey, USA. Rodney Rathbone. You should come over. Check us out. Anyway, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year in jail. That's a, it's a wonderful life. And I, 